0: Welcome to the Algae Podcast. This is a show about healing, healers and methods to dissolve emotional, physical and spiritual challenges. I'm your host, Dominic, a student of life, a sharer of knowledge and a guide to achieving inner peace. The goal of this show is to teach you how to become your own healer, discover and connect to the power inside of you and live your best life. So let's get to healing. Hi, I'm here with Carolyn, crew, Hartle, and Carolyn and I got to know each other from a coaching program that we were in previously, and I became so enamored with her process and her skills and her energy that I wanted to have her on the Healer Algae Podcast so I could share her with the audience. So, Carolyn, I know you are a personal life coach and I know you do Reiki and I know you do yoga and I know you have wildly successful results with clients that you just sign up left and right. So um, rather than me try to introduce you, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Dominic, um, for having me here. First of all, I just want to send my appreciation. And so, yeah, so I'm Carolyn Cruz and I am a transformational life coach who helps especially high achievers find and create the balance within their lives and within themselves so that they can return back to really who they are, at their essence, and create the life that they truly deserve and love and live that fully because we all deserve to feel our best and are here to live an epic life. And so there's no reason why we can't. So (laughs) this is what I've been passionate about since childhood. And, uh, it's, everything has kind of fallen into place over my life in order to get me here to this point. And yes. So like you said, now I just do strictly one-on-one coaching. However, I am a Reiki master teacher and a yoga certified yoga instructor, uh, meditation, breathwork instructor, and also have a 15 year career in Western medicine. I was a critical care nurse for 15 years and also, and then, went to graduate school and studied anesthesia and worked as a nurse anesthetist full-time for five years and, um, and also a mama of two teenagers. So lived a full life, been super busy and have been that high achiever myself and have, you know, lived through a lot of things. And within, for my own journey, I've taken, you know, the route that I've gone on and, I'm so, I have always been so passionate about helping others and serving, and which brought me into medicine in the first place. And so now, um, you know, in using my education and my experience and uh, what has worked for me and now for many, many others, I uh, have put together this beautiful program that is just, I'm, I'm continuously blown away by the work that this stuff does. For us, for others, um, just in general. So, yeah, I guess that's my quick and quick and down and dirty. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. So, so tell me, what's there about these these high achievers? Because as as you were listing everything that you've done, I was like, oh, we we found another one, and I, I assume that high achieving hasn't stopped. And so, most people might say, well, I'd like to be high achieving, or like high achievers have it figured out um, what is it what is it that high achievers don't figure out that you you help them with?
1: Um, well first I guess I will speak for myself and also I've seen this multiple times in others too but for me you know in, in growing up you know I had parents who put really high expectations on me and I did not receive, I didn't feel like I was receiving uh, love and acceptance and praise unless I met these certain standards that they were asking of me, whether it was my grades, my career path, my income level, my status in the community, all of those things. And um, also that fed into my body image, um, you know, from stories that my dad would say and also comments that he made I began creating these stories in my head of in order to be accepted and successful in this world, I need to achieve at these levels. And so, with that being ingrained as even a young child, uh, those patterns have continued. And so, um, you know, I went through some challenges, personal challenges myself with. disordered eating and disordered body image and went through depression, anxiety, uh, starting deeply, I guess, when I was in college and uh, have always been on this health and wellness path. You know, I was an athlete growing up. Um, I always had value in that for the physical body. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then as I started having these personal challenges with my mental health, my mental wellness and Noticing that this difficulty that I began having in life, even though I was doing well in school and, you know, had amazing friends and and all the status stuff was great. I was deeply unhappy inside and I didn't really understand or know where that was coming from. Uh, And so in becoming a parent and within my career, I've noticed that this this dialogue, this inner dialogue on the inside is, is really deep. And uh, it was causing high levels of stress in internally. It wasn't looking that way from the outside. Like if people saw me or, you know, my, my colleagues, my friends, my family, they're like, oh, you like have it all together, everything, you know, you're doing amazing at life. But internally, I was really suffering and I didn't, really understand what was going on or how to, uh, how to get the help that I needed. Um, Even though I was going traditional routes with therapy and psychiatry and Western medicine, um, it was becoming a struggle and it eventually really took a toll on my physical health as well. Uh, A few years ago, I lost 20 pounds unintentionally over just a few months And, uh, you know, I I really became concerned because I thought that something serious was really wrong. Like I really thought that I had cancer or something serious because there was no reason for me to start becoming so ill. And turns out it was because of stress Mm -hmm. and um, it was cumulative stress over time. And uh, so in my journey to regaining my physical health, from that standpoint and then my it's when I found yoga and began practicing meditation and breath work and all of these other modalities things were starting to fall into place and I started noticing shifts Um, but for me it wasn't until I uh, discovered energy healing that the biggest shifts began to occur and um,
0: can can, can I pause you right there because I want to I always like to make things super tangible for, for people because you know i've I've done some of the things that you've you've mentioned, and I have I have the wonderful ability for so many things that have like no effect on me. And so you know to left and right of me, you know people are saying, you know, I, I met my ancestors or like I met my child self and like, you know, delivered a wonderful message. Um, you know I left my body and I astral traveled. and so, um you know if I had a nickel for every time I've been in one of these transformational like experiences or the potential was there and it didn't happen um you know I instead of having this podcast I'd have my own media company so um I think my gift I have to people is like so for those that might be a little bit confused when we say like all right I get on yoga mat I stretch and what I feel good, I feel more relaxed. There's stuff like that. Um, what what are some of these things? because we'll get to the energy work, but what are some of these things like oh, someone like would hear to say be incentivized like to do it and says so like, I, you know, I've gone to yoga. you know, I went to yoga class or I used to date this person and she took me to yoga class and like I I, I, I didn't notice anything. like why are these steps on a way to, feeling better or happier about myself?
1: Totally. That's a really amazing question. And what just came to me too, is that I feel like it hits us for each of us individually, exactly when it's supposed to for us in our life, on our journey. And for that not to sound too like woo woo it's just because I did practice yoga for many years before I really was like, whoa, something happened and I didn't practice it seriously. Like I would do it on YouTube. I would throw in actually P90X was how I was introduced to yoga like way back in the day. <laughs>
0: yeah, <I thought. laughs> um,
1: yeah, totally. So P90X yoga was where it started and I could not get through the first like 15 minutes when I first started. And, um, and then in, when I was in graduate school, that was when I really um, knew I needed to prioritize my my sanity and my personal health and wellness and, and stress level, because it was such a rigorous two years of you know being gone eighty to hundred hours a week and managing being and being a mom of at that time a kindergartner and second grader and also newsflash at the same time I was going through a separation with my husband of t- ten years, mm-hmm. so multiple stressors at one time and so I would throw on a YouTube video in my office and just practice yoga for an hour and like with no expectation and just because I, I heard that it was supposed to be good for you. <laughs> so really, that's might do it,
0: something.
1: <laughs> it might do something. And I remember there was one day where I did uh, a YouTube video of yoga that I think I had done before. And something happened with me that one day where I just felt different in my body afterwards. Mm. It was like the endorphins were flowing. Like I just had this different Mm. sensation in my body afterwards. And I remember thinking like, Oh my gosh, like I want that to happen every time. And of course it doesn't, but it was kind of the pivotal point for me. Um, and that was the time. same time I got into meditation because I was on my phone one night scrolling um, as I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep and found, you know, popped up on some article that I think Harvard had just come out with a study that showed um, the beneficial effects of meditation on the brain on the body on our memory on decreasing stress on uh, you know all these things and i'm reading this list of benefits that they scientifically found
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and that's kind of where my my mind goes it's like i want to know the why and the how and like that stuff actually works and so i saw these side of, of these uh, benefits and i'm like i need absolutely every single one of those right now in my life like, I need all of those things. So yeah. Yeah. it was in that moment, I was like, okay, I know nothing about meditation, but I will at least try it. And I committed to myself 20 minutes a day, that same time of night to like that I was scrolling on my phone, why don't I just throw on a YouTube of a 20-minute meditation and just lay there and listen to it? And that's it, because I knew nothing about meditation. Mm -hmm. tried a different one every night. And about two weeks later, I was on my way into the hospital one morning um, for clinical. And I had a huge presentation that morning in front of the entire anesthesia department, all the anesthesia, all the anesthesiologists, the residents. I mean, there were maybe a hundred people in this auditorium. And then from there I had to go into this really difficult case with a really difficult doctor I was working with that day. And I had an exam the next morning. So on a normal day that drive-in, I would have been just freaking out and stressing and mm-hmm. anxious and you know, it was it was stressful. And I'm driving into the hospital and I just remember being like, this is a beautiful sunrise this morning.
0: Yeah.
1: This is super cool. Like I'm just chilling, enjoying my music not a thought in the world and it was so unusual that I was like "Whoa, I'm so ridiculously calm right now like mm-hmm. I feel really good and I'm really calm but I shouldn't be like I yeah. should be stressing right now and I'm not and then I was like hey maybe this meditation stuff is actually working mm-hmm. and um and so I continued and I noticed that that just stayed Yeah. Until I stopped meditating and I would stop for a while and then that stress level and those thoughts and those patterns would just come back. So I was like, okay, there is something to this and, you know, so let's keep exploring. Yeah. But I think it it happens for different people at different times, really. Yeah.
0: You know, I I also think, you know, hearing your story and even knowing my own path and talking to other people, there, there seems to be a certain like base layer you have to like put in. And so... You know, I remember when I started doing yoga consistently. I, it was it was a big difference from doing like yoga, like, you know, once a week, once every other week, you know, maybe twice a week and say doing three or four times a week. That like, you know, created like a like a huge shift. Um, and, you know, I, I love what you're saying about the, you know, you just notice that the, the same life is going on, but you, you feel differently. And I, I think this is, one of the key things for people to get and that's what i really try to stress because i feel there's like a thousand one paths to 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 get to this this place but but what is this place and so i define it as it's a place where you can be non-reactive yeah and and, and so it's not like um you're dead inside or you don't care about anything it's like when the, the regular stressor or stimulus happens and instead of like going someplace where you're like, oh, I'm terrible, or this is, this is awful, or this other person is terrible, it, it, it doesn't even come up. Mm-hmm. There's like not even an energetic blip. So, um, I, yeah, I think a, a key point with you sharing that in terms of like, yep, presentation, <laughs> all these people, tests, difficult case, and life is good, beautiful sunrise.
1: Uh, it's like the sense of inner peace that is just, it's so simple. I heard a beautiful analogy once of that our bodies and our minds are like this dimmer switch, like a light that has a dimmer on it. And in our world currently as it is in being so busy and active and there's so much going on and we're you know, high productivity levels and, and managing multiple roles that the dimmer switch is turned on high. So that light is super bright and as our stress level, as our just like constant level of stress is just turn up and it stays there. Even when things aren't really stressful, our bodies are just so used to being in that state. But with these practices, like meditation, yoga, and all of these things, what it does is it literally is like turning down that dimmer switch. So exactly like you said, like the stuff in our world outside of us is still happening as it was, but our internal switch our you know, the cortisol levels, our blood pressure, our heart rate, the inner dialogue, the emotions that are coming up, the thoughts are different and calm and still and more peaceful and just happier. Like, mm.
0: yeah. Yeah. So so before we get on to the, the uh the uh, energy work where you said like even more shits happen uh you know i have this image in my head of like you know you get to walk into an auditorium and you get to say like like one sentence of advice to like uh you know three thousand high performers in front of you you know these people like if, if you put a target in front of them they, they know how to like, how to hit it um, but you're also aware of all the challenges that they have they're tough on themselves they 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 cause a lot of their own stress. What what would be that one sentence, that one bit of guidance that you would give to them that they could take in? And, and if they really were able to embody it, do you think might change their lives?
1: Mm, that's a really amazing question. Uh, what I would I first I would ask them a question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it would be what did you absolutely? love to do when you were a kid when you were a kid that totally lit you up and were just like time didn't matter and you were just full-on play mode like what did you absolutely used to love to do Mm. and then i would follow that by what is stopping you from being in that place now and allowing yourself to find that freedom and that joy and that play in that self that you were then, what is stopping you from being that
0: now? Wow, it's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I'm getting my own imagery with all of this. That'd be such a powerful question. Well, we, we have it captured here for the, for the people listening. Um, thank you. Uh, so now tell us about that energy work. So you 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 figured out how to like de-stress a bit. You've got your meditation and yoga game going pretty strong. Um, why not just stop there? Like, you know, done. I'll just, you know, do nursing for uh, the rest of my life. You know, be a, an esthetician. What, what what opened the door to this this energy work?
1: Um. Yes. Yeah, so I... <sighs> was on a trip in Bali. It was a dream trip of mine. It was after I was already practicing uh, anesthesia. My career was good. Family was good. Uh, Divorce was behind me. School was behind me. And I was on this dream trip. And yes, I had all of my wellness practices back in line. I was eating well. I was working out. My body felt good. I was doing yoga. I met all these things. Life was great. However, there was something that still didn't feel right within myself. I, I felt like a part of myself was missing. And I still have a hard time explaining that um, to this day because it just, I didn't feel like myself. And I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to fix it, I didn't know what was wrong. I just know that I didn't feel hundred percent right, even though the rest of my world was seemed amazing, but, you know, I had been through multiple stressors kind of one on top of the other, um, a couple years prior. So I'm in Bali and a friend of mine offered, uh, for us to go to do it, get an energy healing session. I knew nothing about what that was. I'd never experienced anything like that before my logical mind was like, I don't get it. I don't know. how. I don't get it. And so, but when in Bali might as well do all the things. So I'm like, sure, let's go, let's go do it. And, uh, so I had an hour long session with this incredible woman and she just quietly did her thing. And I laid there. It was comfortable, peaceful. Nice. Uh, I had a kind of chill afternoon and evening. All was good. But the next morning and I woke up, I woke up the next morning completely feeling different, but not in a way that I was unfamiliar with. I felt like my 10 year old self Mm -hmm. or like I felt like me again, whoever that was, whatever (laughs) I felt like was missing, I just felt here, like I felt like I was me again and could not explain it. Um, it's hard to even describe, but even my friends the next morning, they were like, Carolyn, your eyes look different today. Like you have seen different. I got back in town, back into the States and people were like, what happened there? Like, you, <laughs> you look so amazing. Like you look incredible. Are you happy? Like, I don't know. I didn't know what happened. Um, But several months later is I uh, was reading about Reiki and learned that when you learn Reiki, when you become attuned, that you are then able to use it on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I learned that and I was like, I would love to just have that for myself to be able to use on me. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I signed up for this training. And uh, it was an incredible time. However, I experienced so much myself, and in seeing what you know when I was doing it, when I what I experienced in others, um, I also had like a spiritual awakening during that weekend that was huge. But just what I what I experienced was so profound and incredible that I left there that weekend and was like why don't more people know about this like why why isn't this like commonplace why don't people know know about this modality more and just use it and have it and you know it's there's it's non-invasive there's no harm that can be caused by it anybody can become attuned and use this like So I immediately just started practicing it and started my own um, holistic wellness business on the side, started seeing clients, and then eventually went on and got my Reiki master, began teaching it, sharing it with others, attuning other people to be able to use it. And um, it's just, it still to this day continues to blow my mind, the impact that it has.
0: And, And this was just from your first attunement, like everything you just went through that weekend.
1: That weekend, yes, was my first trip. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, talk about getting your money's <laughs> worth.
1: I mean, yeah, but like I said, like things happen for people at like yeah. exactly when it's supposed to happen for them and yeah. you know, one person's experience is not the same for everybody else. However, each person I believe individually receives exactly what they're to receive. Mm-hmm. And uh I just began seeing such profound shifts and changes in my personal clients and then in my students that that's when I began coaching because these things were happening for them and like with their physical health and their relationships and their careers and and all this stuff. And I'm like, and they just kept coming back They're like, Carolyn, what do I do here? What is, what's happening with this? And, and so I just decided to put everything kind of in this container to help through that period of time to really be able to, you know, it, the purpose of Reiki is to return you back to your true authentic self. And so in that journey to have that guidance there, um, and support and working through all of this stuff uh, has just been even more profound than the single sessions and the trainings themselves.
0: And, you know, make sure we don't gloss it over because, you know, we, we may have some high achievers listening that say, oh, well, how did this happen? Or I need more detail. So, uh, you know, you, you go into the weekend, you're, you're still uh, in anesthesia mm-hmm. and and then after you're seeing personal clients <laughs> on the side. So we, we may have like skipped a few steps. And, and I guess along the way, you've, you've also completely exited being an anesthesia. So can you give a little bit of background or, or fill in some of, the, some of the steps there?
1: Absolutely. So uh, today at this point, yes, I have completely left anesthesia in my medical career but at that point when i went and got my reiki training several years ago i didn't know that that was the path i was going to take i knew that i wanted to serve others in ways that felt more aligned to me and that helped me in my personal journey cuz western medicine was part of what helped me heal along the way but mm-hmm really in and having, they really, it really didn't like it, it did fail me. So they didn't really have answers to what was going on with me, with my body, with my, um, they didn't have answers besides trying more medications and that wasn't working. So I kind of went my own route, um, but with the holistic approach. So after my anesthesia career was well-established, I felt the drive to do something more on the side in something that felt more aligned to me and my values and and how I was living my life and raising my family. So but I didn't know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. So that's when I went through my yoga my yoga teacher training and meditation and breathwork training. And you know, I was kind of and went through ayurveda training. You know, I was trying to find like what what was my niche and what did I really feel drawn to? And um, so when I discovered Reiki, I was like, okay, well, this, this is what I want to do. So as I was working anesthesia full-time, I started my own uh, business on the side uh, doing holistic wellness and practicing Reiki. So I would work anesthesia during the day, see clients at night or on my days off and was working both um, practices at the same time. And, uh than several years as any
0: high achiever would yes
1: right i mean we're juggling all and you know single mom to two kids and you know all of the things and um and taking care of myself because that's something that high achievers tend to not always Mm -hmm. prioritize is themselves
0: key thing to to put in there i I always like tell people be be terribly selfish you know be Think as selfish as you could be, and then do 10 times that for taking care of yourself first.
1: Totally, totally. And, you know, I'm a perpetual people pleaser and perpetual yes person. I mean, I've been on multiple committees and planning conferences and coaching soccer teams and also managing, you know, full time career and side business and, you know, putting all, all just life. Life, all the things. So <laughs> we have to put ourselves first. And yeah. sometimes that is the hardest thing for people to shift. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, of, it, it also can be, um, you know, like this like coping mechanism to like, you know, put the needs of other people first because at least you can figure them out. Are they like actually easy? But, you know, you know, there's something that's not coming together in your life and your kind of flummoxed about how to address it. And so you ignore it. And a great way to ignore it is by helping other people with their stuff.
1: Exactly, exactly. It can be a really interesting mask and way to numb what actually, what we are actually feeling. Yeah. And,
0: and, And people think you're great for it. Oh my God, you're so nice. You're doing so much. It's like, it's, you're amazing. And so, you know, we get kind of that nice little piece of, of numbing. <laughs> um, but you know, it still doesn't take care of the underlying thing is like, wait, there's still something not working out in my life. You 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 mentioned in that weekend, um, and I'm not sure if you'd be willing to share or not, that, you know, you oh, and you had a spiritual awakening. So, you know, so many people say that. I mean I'm sure it's on memes at this point. Like I had spiritual awakening. And maybe could you we won't hold you to it. You know, there can be many definitions for this, but can you tell people what a spiritual awakening is? And can you also, if, if you care to, if you want, share what yours in particular looked like, at least that, that piece that weekend.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I do not, there is no one size fits all in this. Everybody's experiences are different and how they define this for themselves, I think is unique for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so I will just talk personally from, from my experience, but, uh, for me, you know, spirituality has never really been a thing for me, uh, for most of my childhood, even though I grew up in a church, my mom worked in a church. She was the pipe organist in the church growing up. So I grew up in a church. Um, however, I never really felt connected with, with it or, it never really resonated with me. And as I entered adulthood and started kind of exploring different, um, different forms of spirituality and religion and cultures and all the different things, I couldn't really come to my own conclusion on what felt right. I just knew that I didn't feel aligned with kind of what was in front of me at the time, but I knew there was something deeper. I just it wasn't a part of me yeah. at that time. Um, and I remember it was when I read um, Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh,
0: I was thinking about that when that trip to Bali you made. I'm like, oh. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> I think that book uh, started the the manifestation of like, I need to go to Bali someday. Mm. But um, there was, there were things she said in that book that really resonated with me when she was talking about like, you know, that she felt like there was something in her or there was something, but, you know, she was trying to find it or she was looking for it. And I might be just wording it totally differently right now, but I remember reading the book and being like, yeah, I kind of feel that too, but I don't know what that looks like. Um, so I've just kind of lived my life doing my things and didn't really feel connected to anything greater than that. Um, so I went to this training, uh, it started with this meditation type thing. It was there was energy work with it too, but it looked just like a meditation. Mm-hmm. I just showed up, sat in the seat like I was supposed to, and closed my eyes and just listened to what uh, was being said. And then there was a period of silence for a little bit. So I'm just sitting there in my chair with everybody else, and closed my eyes and start listening to, it's kind of like a guided meditation. So I was listening to the prompts and kind of going through the thing. And then, and then it was silent for like the last 15 minutes. And all of a sudden I just started feeling all of these emotions, like not positive emotions, like anger and sadness and fear and frustration, like all of those emotions Hit me at once, and I could like physically feel them in my body. Like they started in my stomach, and I just I was just angry and sad and scared and all this stuff at the same. It came out of nowhere, and I'm like,
0: Um, "Worst meditation ever."
1: Yeah, I was like in my (laughs) head as I'm sitting there in this chair. In my head, I'm like, "What is happening?" I'm like, "This is," mm." and that. Feeling those emotions and the feelings in my body, you know, they started in my stomach. And then I noticed that it started kind of going up into my chest. And I could feel it more in my chest. And then it was like literally rising over a few minutes, I guess, up through my body and into my neck and into my head. And, And then all of a sudden the tears started coming. Like the tears are just streaming down my face. I'm feeling all of this stuff. And it's, but it's like moving through me. And so I'm, I'm like, I hope nobody else is watching me right now. Like I'm literally have tears coming down my face, sitting there in silence, eyes are still closed. And then eventually it just kind of moves up into my head and then, out, oh, and I didn't feel any of the emotions anymore. They hmm. just weren't present. They weren't there i didn't have any thoughts associated with any of this i could just feel it and so i'm like my my logical mind's like okay cool all right those are gone <laughs> all right sweet <laughs> weird and then and again like time i don't even know time frame but you know when you close your eyes and it's everything is just dark right when you close mm-hmm. your eyes yeah so i'm sitting there my eyes are closed And all of a sudden, after all those emotions like moved through and left, then all of a sudden, everything in my field of vision behind my closed eyelids, everything all of a sudden became bright white, Hmm. like bright white, like some like high beams were shining in my face, like everything around me and all my vision was.
0: Your eyes are completely closed
1: eyes are completely closed, but everything that I can see is just white. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, that's weird. And a few seconds later, then all of a sudden I felt this ridiculous feeling of love right in the center of my chest, like deep feeling of love, like when you come home after, you know, you haven't seen your family in forever and you get home and you're just feeling like, I just can't even describe, it was such a profound feeling of love and it was right in the center of my chest. And I'm seeing all this white and I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, this is okay. This is weird. (laughs) And so I see the white, I'm feeling this incredible sense of love in the center of my chest. And then, and this is kind of the weirdest part for me. Um, all of a sudden I physically felt like somebody was hugging me. Hmm. Like I literally felt like there was something embracing me like around my upper arms. And I was just being held like physically on my, on my body. And I'm still just sitting there in this chair with my eyes closed. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. Whoa. What's that? Oh my God. What's that? Like, <laughs> this is what my mind is saying. But so I'm seeing this white, I'm feeling this love. And then I start feeling this embrace and I'm just like, oh my God, what is this? And so I was just sitting in it. And then eventually like the embrace kind of drifted and went away. And then the feeling of love just kind of like, you know, went off somewhere and diminished. And then the white kind of went back to that black behind the eyelids. And a few minutes later, She guided us out of our meditation and, um, you know, she's like, okay, you know, if anybody wants to share about anything (laughs) for them and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. (laughs) Uh, So that was a really just bizarre experience, um, for me. And, uh, about a day and a half later, I was on the highway and cruising down the interstate at night, uh, nothing was going on. And again, out of nowhere, I had that feeling of love in my chest again. Mm -hmm. Like it just like spontaneously happened. and was just there so strongly in my chest. And I had to like stop Like I turned the radio off. I couldn't respond to my phone. I just sat in it and I didn't know what else to do. And I was the only thing that I could think to do in that moment was to start thanking whoever my my guides angels spirit whatever it is I just started thanking that or them for being here with me and for some reason like I knew that I was here it was or something more and yeah. I had never felt that before or had that sense within me before well i actually that's not true I did when i was a kid when i was a little kid I was really connected but i had kind of closed that part of me off for decades and just kind of rediscovered that so
0: yeah uh-huh. you know that, if, if, if it, 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 so that that's amazing but you don't need me to to tell you that you you already know and and i can tell you that you know, i've I've haven't come to anything like close to that. Um, But I can also say, you know, at this point, and I can't say I'm I'm unhappy with where I'm at as well, you know, even in in my own process, you know, would I love to experience something like that? Sure. Because like when I was a kid, I read a lot of comics and, you know, this sounds like a comic book like experience. So I'd I'd love to have it uh, and maybe will, but, you know, as you talk, you know, like a a few things like come to mind because, you know when you're a child you know in my head it's like we're pretty much pretty much all heart you know at least at least at the very beginning and then we we move to a certain percentage head or all head because something doesn't seem to be working out in that heart space and so we move to the head and says uh let me come up with some strategies and so like you know adult language might call those like survival strategies or the coping mechanisms but it definitely causes us to leave that childlike space you know that that heart where you know as you say we feel really connected um and you know this term that you use like love uh if you well i I have to ask because i hear people use the word love all the time and i think that people horribly misunderstand what that word is um I think it could be one of the greatest educations people could have. Like, you know, there should be like a college class and, you know, here's actually what, what love is. It's not what you've experienced up to now or something like that. Um, but I believe you, I hear you when you said you experienced love. So if you can put words to it, can you describe what that feeling of love is? Cause I'm sure it's quite different when people say like, you know, I, I love my dog. I love pizza. You know, I love movies.
1: I mean, man, this is you're kind of asking me to like describe the color purple to somebody who's visually impaired. Like it's <laughs> <this is laughs> really hard to describe this. Um, but it's interesting because you know they say that the the Eskimos have like hundred words that describe the word describe snow. Like mm. they have like a hundred different words that to us it's it's just snow, but they have a lot yeah. of different words to describe it yeah. or different types. And I feel like love is the same way because the same love that we have for like pizza is not the same love that we have for our child is the same. The love that we have for our partner is the same love that we have for our best friend. Like they're just different, but then this, this is different. And it's always been hard for me to scrap, to describe, but I think I mentioned briefly, it was almost like, and this has become so cliche sounding too, but it it was like this coming home. But in that, it reminded me of like, if I was away for a long time from home and return back to, you know, just the comfort and my family and the the people and the experience and just that place, like that sensation, um, but exponentially stronger Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's it's like a warmth it's it's a warmth and it just feels safe it feels loving but it really is hard to describe and it's just like turn the dial up on (laughs) on like your best memory and like what that brought up within you or like your favorite thing that you love to do. Um, and like where all time disconnects, uh, you just are in pure joy and being in that space. Like it's that, but like amplified.
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it, it works for me and, and thank you for trying to put words that the indescribable, um, because, you know, in some ways, like, I, I, I don't think I've quite felt it, but it's interesting the clients that I work with, I've seen them come across it, you know, even sometimes in like the, the sessions that we have. And, you know, I, I think the best I can do to it, you know, it's a sensation or feeling of just like, you know, 100%, like 100% unfailing, you know, it'll never go away of like, you know, acceptance, appreciation approval and like compassion you know just all at once it's like you you have that and the other thing I've noticed is that once people actually do have that experience it can be tremendously healing Mm. and by that I mean like they 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 understand like their own worth and it's almost like it brings them up many many levels in terms of what they're willing to accept and permit in their lives. You know, it kind of gives them a standard, not like a hard edge, but they're just like I I am I am worthy of this love. And like, you know, I'm I'm going to attempt to give this to other people, but this is also what like I need other people to to give to me as well. Or at least something approaching that.
1: Right. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I know it's and I also like to you know, I hesitate in telling these stories too a lot of the time because, you know, it almost sets like an expectation Mm -hmm. or, you know, that, you know, I don't want people to be like, oh, like I want to achieve that or how do I get there? When's that going to happen for me? Like (laughs) we're all on our own journeys and it shows up in such different ways. But what's the same with all of us is that we are all, already perfect and whole and complete. Mm -hmm. We were born that way. And that is, that has never changed that essence of who we are is who we are. And we've, who we've been since the moment that we were born and has not changed or gone away. What's happened is that just stuff has happened to us and around us and within us in our lives that you know, maybe I've have, have caused clouds to form around that true essence of who we are, that pure light that's in us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just clouds have formed around it. And all it, you know, these practices, this stuff, sometimes it's a traumatic, sometimes it's like a car. I know people who've had uh, spiritual awakenings from like a car accident or tra- traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm, um, yes or it can just be a slow progression over time. It doesn't need to be like a specific moment. It's really in just clearing these clouds away to return us back to being able to feel and remember that we are perfect and whole and complete exactly as we are and that we are enough. We are worthy of everything. And that when we try and that is that essence that is us is our best guidance. And there is nobody in the entire world, like each and every person, there's nobody else out there like you. No one. Mm-hmm. You are you and you were born with gifts and amazingness that nobody else has that you're here to do and be and share and you know, that stuff that you loved when you were a little kid like that's still who you are. And so that's like the work that we do. And what this stuff does is just return us back to who we are. And when we are in that alignment in living as us following our own guidance and following the things that really fill us up individually, that the other stuff falls into place. Like that's true alignment. It's not somebody else's stories or somebody else's expectations or somebody else's like, that's when we start not feeling great because we're on somebody else's agenda. When we return to ourself, that's when the magic starts to happen on the life that we want to live and are here to create and how we want to feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I love everything you're you're saying about that, and I also you know appreciate your reminder for people like to not try to like replicate someone else's experience. Um, you know, I know Buddha. He was he was really big on direct experience. He said, "So I'm telling you these things. Do with them what you will, but you know you you need to actually do it yourself. You need to have your own experience of." You know, enlightenment or whatever approach is that. You know, not my experience because that's not gonna gonna do it for you. Um, And I would would add to what you say, and maybe I borrow from yoga because I always hear people say, "You know, how's your practice coming along?" I I would like to encourage people listening. You know, not to not to look for Carolyn's experience in in a meditation. It's to just have a practice of going within and being extremely curious about themselves. And have no expectations with that. You know, what will show up will, will show up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, uh, I hate the limitations of time. <laughs> but, you know, it looks like we're pressing up against that. But I would like to give you an opportunity to just share, um, you know, the, the, the typical person uh, that you would work with. Um, And so they could hear themselves in your words and like reach out to you. And if you could just end with the, like the best way for people to contact you.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, I really work with all different types of people, but really it's those who are, are those high achievers who have really achieved so much in life or are balancing so much balancing parenting and career and, Life and themselves, and just not feeling like themselves, and are wanting to feel that joy, the essence, the peace, and freedom, and just feeling alive again and creating the life that you are here and you deserve to live.
0: Mm. Nice. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> exciting
0: um, like people 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 are reaching out now if <laughs> if they know how to reach out to you like so how, how should people contact you Karen
1: yeah so um I am on Instagram uh it's Carolyn C Cruz C-R-E-W-S um feel free to just even just say hey I just love meeting new people so just even say hey I would love to hear uh to hear from you um and just shout out uh, you can shoot me a DM or you can find me on my website is Holistic Cruise, Again, C-R-E-W-S, HolisticCruise.com. Um, and feel free to shoot me an email too at Carolyn at HolisticCruise.com.
0: Uh, fantastic. Carolyn, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. It's great to make acquaintances again. Always enjoy your energy. So appreciate your appearance in this podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Dominic. I'm so grateful to to be here. I'm so grateful for you uh, and I'm just, that we met in the way that we did. And I just, I'm very humbled and grateful to share this space with you today. So, yeah.
0: Same. All right, Appreciate Caroline. You. Take care.
1: Bye. Thank you too. See
0: ya. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Healerology Podcast. I greatly appreciate your time and presence. Please make sure you're subscribed to this show. Until next time, stay healthy and go within.